depths of emotion. So I think he created us, the species, so that he could experience himself through us and experience the gamut of emotion. Am I thinking too logical here, Leonard, that I want to know how God was created? <laughs> well, it's interesting because the question of what is God and how was God created is an age-old question that philosophers have tried to attack with, with logic. And I think the general uh, way of approaching it is to say that that is why there is God is the thing that needs no creator, right? That always was, always will always, be. That's what Mom used to tell me. Yeah, and um, you know, so I, yeah, I mean that makes sense to me, but it's really just a, a definition. Well, I got to ask <laughs> you. I got to ask you this: yeah. Are you a believer in uh, life after death, the hereafter? I'm not. You are not. So you think when we die physically, that's it, all over? Unfortunately, as I get older, I don't like to believe that, but it, it is what I believe, yeah. Why don't you accept the fact that there might be something else? Well, I wouldn't say I don't accept the fact that there might be something else. I just say I've never seen any evidence that there is. You know, Bertrand Russell, the famous philosopher, used to give an example where, where he said um, there may be, you know, teapots orbiting Jupiter or Saturn, whatever he said, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I'm not saying that there aren't, but I'm not going to believe that there are, and, and you know, uh, until someone shows them to me. So, you know, I I, I kind of subscribe to that. I, I, I would like to believe that, but I haven't seen any, any evidence of it. And as a scientist, I, I tend to focus on things that I, I find evidence for. Did uh, Deepak Chopra, who's been on our program before many times, has he tried to convince you otherwise? Yeah, he, he doesn't, you know, talk so much about religion, but yeah, he does try to convince me that there's, that we keep going after death and before, and that we're all part of the, the great uh, universal, you know, cosmic consciousness, and, and, and yeah, he, he, he is very passionate about that, and I can hardly have a conversation where he's not trying to talk me into that and, and, and giving me evidence for that, and uh, he sends me emails, and we... We go back and forth about that still quite a bit. Yeah, <laughs> I've got to tell you, I had my doubts sometimes, too. I mean, I ha I've had friends who die, and you look at them in the casket, which I hate, uh, and you just think, this is it. It's over. It's all done. And then there's another part of me that comes rushing in, thank God, and it just says, no, 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 there's something else there. It, when, when you try to think of the complexity of why we're even here in the first place, just add these other facets, and then it starts making sense to you. And that's what keeps me going. Well, I wish I could feel that way. I mean, I understand. I know people do. And uh, it's not they don't have some things that I just feel innately or a gut feeling that, that uh, I, I think are true, and I can't really, I can't logically <laughs> defend it. But unfortunately, that's that's not one. I, I kind of see it more like... Um, I mean, you're not an accident. You didn't just get plopped down here by a bunch of organisms and cells and molecules and atoms and things that just put you together. There's much more to... I think there's just much more to all of this. Well, I, you know, I don't know. It's, it's hard to contemplate. I In one of my books, uh, I wrote a book on uh, how randomness affects your life called The Drunkard's Walk, and I told the story of uh, my thinking about really horrible or really, you know, um, mind-blowing uh, um, understanding I achieved at some point about why I'm here, because my father, uh, 
had a, a wife and a child that were killed by the Nazis. Mm-hmm. He was uh, in the underground and in the concentration camp, and had he not gone through those horrible experiences, uh, you know, I wouldn't be here because then he, right. he right. lost them. He met my mother in New York after the war. She was also a refugee, and, and then I be, became, the okay, if it wasn't an accident, whatever it was. So I say Hitler created me. Uh, that's a pretty awful thought. Well, I, 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 I wouldn't I put it that way. That, George, I don't know. Don't worry. I don't think Hitler created you. Don't worry about that. He's uh, he's burning in hell now, I trust. Yeah, well, that would be nice, yeah. First-time caller, Ed, in Dallas, Texas. Take it away, Ed. Hi. Hey. Um, I have a, some info about Blockbuster. Yeah. Blockbuster did see the future. And they, in fact, were investigating streaming. In fact, I was associated with a company that was working with them. What happened? Why didn't they go for it? The entertainment industry wouldn't license content for streaming. Netflix bought out of copyright uh, public domain content and streamed it. Mm -hmm. Blockbuster had contemporary content. They went around to all of the people that they were selling DVDs for, and the entertainment would not license anything that wasn't a hard copy with copyright protection. But but that they could have done what Netflix started doing, though, and they still would have been in the forefront, right? No, because they didn't have... Netflix bought the masters for out-of-copyright public domain. Of everything? No, they didn't. Well, I don't know how much you know about it, but you can buy a master, a copy, a tape copy of some title that's out of uh, copyright. Like a, like a black and white movie or something. Yeah, something from the 40s, okay? All right. Anything before, I think, 76 is out of copyright. So Netflix dealt in that era in obsolete, obscure old films, and they had a library. But, I mean, Blockbuster could have done that, too. They could have, but they were doing deals for contemporary... Right. They wanted the, they, they wanted the big DVDs and stuff like that. Go ahead, Leonard. Got contemporary rights for contemporary films. And um, look at Netflix now, and look at Amazon now. Look at Bezos, what he's done with that. Amazon Prime... I mean, he's yeah. not only selling goods on on the internet. He started as a book company, but uh, I mean, now you know he's in the movies and first productions and everything else too. I mean, he he's gone crazy. Now he's in the food and yeah. Well, he he take he he's not afraid to take a chance and to uh, he's not afraid of failure. He just he tries it. He gets the ideas and he tries it. Thanks, Ed. But uh, it's, you know, my point is. Somewhere down the line, Blockbuster dropped the ball because they got beaten by technology when they were the ones in the forefront. Right. I mean, whatever Netflix did, they they could have certainly done the same thing. Yeah, and and faster. Yeah. They had the, they had the money, the mechanism in place, and everything else. Netflix started up as a small startup company before they went public. Yeah. Block Blockbuster already was there, and uh, it was originally owned by a. a fellow who uh, owned the Waste Management Company, multi-multi-billionaire. Well, he had uh, enough cash to do it. But it's it tells you about changing times, and to, you must have an elastic mind to keep up with the times, don't you? 
Yeah, and they're changing so much faster, right, because just look at uh, older technologies. Look at the, the phone. You know, you know when the touch-tone phone was invented? In the 60s, like 1960. Yeah, and we thought that was the creme de la creme. Yeah, and it, and it took 20 years for, to get adopted, really. Uh, you know, 30 years. It wasn't until the 90s that you stopped really seeing dial phones. Remember how cool we thought we were when we had a pager? Yeah. That... <laughs> hey, somebody paged me. Look at yeah, this. important, yeah. Unbelievable. Stay with us. You imagine if you got robo-pages these days, you'd go crazy calling about all these people back. We're going to come back and take final calls with Leonard in just a moment on Coast to Coast AM. His book is called Elastic, Flexible Thinking in a Time of Change. Get daily show updates right to your inbox for free with the Coast Zone newsletter. Sign up today at coasttocoastam.com. I'm Michael Crozier, live from the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Two people have been hurt in an explosion at a business in Canoga Park. It happened yesterday morning, and it damaged three units and caused the roof of the building to buckle. L.A. City Fire says a cruise, uh, L.A. Fire crews say there were no flames when they got there. Police Sergeant Jeff Collado says the explosion may have been caused by drug production. It's uh, probably BHO, like the butane honey oil. They're, they're, they're trying to cook it. They're trying to extract it. We have our narcotics uh, team here that's doing the investigation. A witness says he saw two men run out of the building screaming. One guy's back was burned. Pasadena slowed the roll of some bike bicyclists who get together to ride around the Rose Bowl. Bi- uh, cyclists have been doing their ride for 60-plus years, but now cones have been put up as part of a reconfiguration of the route. One bicyclist says he's watching out for cones so much it's hard to focus on people walking. The Federal Reserve Board has decided to keep interest rates unchanged. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell says the central bank will leave its key short-term rate in a range of 25 to 2.25%. He predicts no rate hikes for the rest of 2019. The U.S. economy is in a good place, and we will continue to use our monetary policy tools to help keep it there. Powell says the jobs market is strong, unemployment's near historic lows, inflation remains near the bank's 2% goal. He says the board will be patient in making future interest rate increases. Bow wow, wow, Bow wow. And for the 28th year in a row, Labrador Retrievers have topped the list of the country's most popular dogs. German Shepherds, Golden Retrievers, French Bulldogs, and Bulldogs round out the top five in the popularity list that's compiled by the American Kennel Club. And they're working in Boyle Heights. Yeah, southbound side of the five is between the 101 and Indiana. You have the three right lanes off limits. Quitting time here could be as late as five. You're also going to find some road work leaving downtown LA. Northbound 101 from Broadway to just past the 110 freeway. Two right lanes shut down. That's scheduled until five as well. New problem popped up in the city of industry. Westbound side of the 60 just past Azusa Avenue. Wreck where an SUV went down the right shoulder embankment ended up on its side. CHP and a tow truck on scene. That's an attention getter. Watch for a little gawkers block through here. And in Redlands, westbound 210 at San Bernardino Avenue. Wreck with a truck on its side against the center divider. You do finally have a tow truck on scene. Nonetheless, you're seeing a little bunch up as you approach. KFI and the sky helps get you there faster. I'm Ryan Duggan. Slight chance of rain out there. Keeping up. Lows around 50 degrees. That chance of rain's going to pop in and out today. little battle between rain and sun. Highs in the mid-50s today at the beaches. Mid-60s. Close to 70 inland. Then after that, sunny to and through the weekend. Maybe a slight chance of uh, some showers on Saturday. We lead local from the KFI 24-hour newsroom. I'm Michael Crozier. 
Guess what? I finally have my driver's license. Wow, my little girl's getting her license. Oh, they grow up so fast. Using Cox High-Speed Internet to download the perfect playlist to blast in the car. Streaming breathing exercise videos. Downloading tutorials on road safety. <gasps> now I can go on road trips. Downloading a tracking app. Streaming a video on how to buff out a scratch before my parents notice. What's this on my car? Searching for auto repair shops. And ordering Emily a bicycle online. For internet that gets you there faster, choose the best in-home Wi-Fi experience with Cox Panoramic Wi-Fi and high-speed internet starting at $29.99 a month. And ask about gig speeds. Learn more at cox.com slash internet. And it's $331.19. Price includes download speeds up to 10 megs for 12 months. Regular rates thereafter. One-year service agreement required. Early termination fees may apply. Panoramic best in-home Wi-Fi claim based on 2018 Cox Consumer Perception Study versus AT&T, CenturyLink, Verizon, and Frontier. Includes one terabyte data usage. Additional data can be purchased separately. Speeds not guaranteed. Panoramic Wi-Fi extra. Other restrictions apply. Hi, this is Audrey with an incredible land buying bargain just outside Las Vegas on Saturday, March 23rd. You can own six acres for just $17,500 or come see our starter cabin on six acres for $28,500. This land is located on beautiful mountain foothills, offers fantastic and dramatic views. It's just a nine-mile straight shot drive to the Arizona side of Lake Mead for cooling off, swimming, and boating. Six beautiful acres, just seventeen five. an easy drive on the new bypass from the Las Vegas area. Saturday, March 23rd, six acres, seventeen five. Starter cabin on six acres, twenty-eight five. Call us at 800-THE-LAND for an early appointment or to answer your questions. That number again is 800-THE-LAND, numerically 800-843-5263. Office hours, 7A, 7P, 7 days. Brought to you by Nevada Land and Ranches. Call 800-THE-LAND. Lately, it seems like everything we use every day is getting an upgrade. From the bed we sleep in to the razor we use when we wake up. But we've neglected one of the more important products in our daily routine, that old, worn-out toothbrush. I'm Simon Enever, and I'm a product designer. After I learned how important brushing your teeth is to overall health, I worked with a dentist to create a better electric toothbrush that makes brushing more simple, affordable, and surprisingly enjoyable. Quip has sensitive sonic vibrations that are gentle on your gums and a built-in timer that pulses to guide you around your mouth, all packed into a beautifully slim, anodized aluminum design. We also deliver fresh brush heads on a dentist-recommended schedule for just $5 with free shipping. Backed by thousands of dentists, Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association. Upgrade your oral care and start brushing better with Quip. Quip starts at $25 and is guaranteed for a life with a refill plan. Sign up now at getquip.com save. And you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush plan. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com save. Did you see that game last night? Ooh, instant classic. I can't believe how much Burton was sweating in the ninth. You could see each bead dripping off his brow. I didn't see him sweating. My girlfriend was blown away by his clear skin. She kept going on and on about what his daily regime is. It was pretty impressive. I'm sure you noticed that. Yeah, I didn't notice his smooth skin. Either you don't have a girlfriend or you don't have direct TV. I don't have either, actually. Wow. Really? 
Live sports that aren't in 4K are just kind of TV. Only Direct TV has the most live sports in 4K. Don't just kind of TV, Direct TV. Switch from Dish and get a $100 reward card. Limited 4K programming available. Requires any tuning package or higher compatible equipment. Reward card with 24 month agreement. Maintain service and redeem within 75 days. Card within four weeks. Ends 331, 2019. Select markets only. Requires two room setup. Minimum $47 per month for 12 months after discount. Price is higher in second year. New residential customers only. Equipment lease activation, installation, early termination, equipment non return, and other charges and restrictions apply. Geico presents unhelpful home improvement how-tos. A slippery bathroom floor can result in expensive hospital bills. So today, I'll show you how to cushion a serious fall by filling your bathroom with thousands of plastic balls. Just nail a piece of plywood across the doorway and dump in 2,000 multicolored plastic balls. You could try to protect yourself with a bathroom full of plastic balls, or you could get liability coverage through the GEICO Insurance Agency. Visit GEICO.com and see how affordable renter's insurance can be. If you can't seem to stay ahead of your bills, then this message is for you. How would you like to have a large portion of your credit card debt, medical bills, and department store debt forgiven? National Credit Card Relief would like to give you free information on a proven debt forgiveness program. This program has been used by thousands to legally forgive millions in unsecured debt. It's not bankruptcy. It's not consolidation. This special program actually wipes clean the portion of your debt that is forgiven from what you owe your creditors. Call for free information and get all your questions answered in the first free call. The more you owe, the more you can save. If you have at least $10,000 or more in credit card bills, this debt forgiveness program can be very effective. Call for free information and find out more now. 800-218-6353. There is no cost or obligation for the information. Don't wait. Call 800-218-6353. That's 800-218-6353. Get your debt problems solved. Call 800-218-6353 today. If you haven't been to the Disneyland Resort lately, now is the time to visit the happiest place on Earth, where you can explore the delicious Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival, now through April 23rd. Listen to the Gary and Shannon Show this week at 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. for your chance to win a four-pack. Attractions, entertainment, and offerings subject to restrictions and change without notice. Must be 21 years of age or older to purchase and consume alcoholic beverages, and a valid photo ID is required. I have a sign in uh, my office. Is Diapepsi okay? And the answer is, is Monopoly money okay? Bill Handel. Mornings from 6 to 10 on KFI. To talk to George Norrie, call the wildcard line at 818-501-4109. The first-time caller line is 818-501-4721. To talk toll-free from east of the Rockies, call 800-825-5033. From west of the Rockies, toll-free, call 800-618-8255. To reach George via Skype, use Skype name George97313. Send George a text message anytime at 818-298-6521. From the City of Angels, this is Coast to Coast AM with George Norrie. Well, next hour, we're going to talk about the life of the late mobster Johnny Roselli. It's called Handsome Johnny by Lee Server. Johnny Roselli, was he involved with the plot to kill Fidel Castro in Cuba? Did he have a role in the JFK assassination? He surely had a role in Las Vegas 
and in Los Angeles in some movie making. He was everywhere. So we'll be talking about that. It's an amazing story. Something else amazing, April 9th, Art Rosengarten joins us to talk about tarot cards. I'll be there. And Tom, you're putting it on. Absolutely. That's the next in our Eat and Greet luncheon series. It'll be you and Dr. Art Rosengarten. We're all going to hang out and just watch Art talk to people and do some prize giveaways. He'll do some tarot card readings. Mm, that's cool. We have a special menu for folks. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll all hang out. So if you're interested, you email lunch with George at gmail.com. That's simple as that. It also includes your phone number, lunchwithgeorge at gmail.com. So many people have been signing up to become Coast Insiders. We almost can't keep up with it, but that's a great way to become part of the program. As I say, bring them all in. I love being a Coast Insider. I travel a lot. I can always have my shows. I download them on my podcast and never miss a thing. And every show, I learn at least one thing. Hey, this is Buck. I'm a coast-to-coast insider, and I'll tell you what, it's a great thing for me. Here in West Virginia, we get inundated with snow, but it doesn't matter as long as we have our provisions. I've got five years of coast-to-coast programs to play. So just go to our website, coasttocoastam.com, and sign up to become a Coast Insider. It's only about 15 cents a day. And we'll be back in a moment with Leonard Meladenow, and we'll talk final phone calls. His book is called Elastic, and that'll be next on Coast to Coast AM. Stem cell technology, doing all kinds of things to make people younger. Stem cells have been proven to work literal miracles on the human body. Dr. Nathan Newman saw there was a huge untapped market for the use of the stem cell technology as a non-prescription serum to be applied at home to those problem areas of the face and neck, like fine lines, wrinkles, and bags under the eyes. His product is called Luminess. Here with Luminess, we're not really trying to just moisturize or or cover the skin. We're going down using the language that the cells use to talk to one another to get the cells to do our work for us, to tell the cells not to break down collagen, not to break down elastin, to build up the collagen, to build up the elastin, to bring new uh, blood vessels, to take away the inflammation. And that can only be done at a cellular level. Cutting edge cosmetic surgery without the cutting. Luminous is not available in stores, but it is available from HealthyLooking.com. Find genuine Luminous products, and especially the Luminous Serum, with the highest concentration of Dr. Newman's APT200 stem cell formula at HealthyLooking.com. All products feature a 25% discount for signing up for smart delivery at checkout, which you can cancel with no obligation at any time. Plus, if you're not satisfied, there is a 30-day money-back guarantee. You have nothing to lose to start looking better today. For a limited time, you can try the Luminous Starter Pack for only $19.95 with free shipping at HealthyLooking.com or toll-free 800-604-3129. 800-604-3129 or at HealthyLooking.com. Luminous at HealthyLooking.com. When you keep the hours I keep, it's always nice to come home and jump into a comfortable bed. And I do that with the Sleep Number bed. And the new Sleep Number 360 smart beds helps everyone from parents to pro athletes improve their daily performance with proven sleep quality. My Sleep Number setting is 90. I keep it at that. It's very comfortable for me. So many couples disagree on mattress firmness. Sleep Number 360 smart beds let you choose your ideal firmness on each side so it's just right for both of you. The Sleep Number 360 smart beds are so smart, they send your every move and automatically adjust to you, keeping you sleeping comfortably throughout the night. 
tonight. Sleep Number has been ranked highest in customer satisfaction with mattresses by J.D. Power. For the 2018 award information, visit jdpower.com. Come in now and save up to $500 on select Sleep Number 360 smart beds. You'll only find Sleep Number at one of their 575 Sleep Number stores nationwide. Visit sleepnumber.com slash nori. That's sleepnumber.com slash nori. Find the one nearest you. Message and data rates may apply. If you're considering going back to school, ask yourself the following questions. Do you need the flexibility to take classes on your schedule? Do you have college credits to transfer? Do you want to earn a quality degree from a world-renowned university? If you answered yes to any of these questions, Arizona State University is the perfect school for you. Arizona State University offers over 150 highly ranked degree programs 100% online. You'll learn the same degree as you would on campus from wherever you are on your schedule. Plus, ASU Online accepts most transfer credits. For information, text SPACE to 37913. Learn for yourself why ASU is ranked number one for innovation by U.S. News and World Report. And learn to thrive with Arizona State University. For more information about ASU Online, text SPACE to 37913. That's S-P-A-C-E to 37913. KFI AM 640. And welcome back. Our final segment with uh, physicist Leonard Baladinow. His work, Elastic and Leonard, before we go to final calls, get uh, give out your Twitter feed one more time. All right. It's at L. Baladinow, at L-M-L-O-D-I-N-O-W. Great. And we got that link set out on our Twitter feed to make it easy for folks. Let's go to David in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Hi, David. Thanks for holding. Hey, gentlemen, first of all, can you hear me all right? Yeah, sure thing, sure thing. Good, yeah. And uh, a couple, or several quick comments and then a question at the end. But first of all, it just made me think of something. Um, uh, film and television writing, Leonard, uh, do you happen to know Vince Gilligan? No, I don't. I oh, think okay. I'm a little before his time. Oh, yeah, okay. And uh, uh, for George and Tom, I, I sent out, a, let's put the Stephen Michael Quezada on the spot. He's the actor that plays uh, Gomi in Breaking Bad. Yes. And I, I, uh, uh, I put out a message, for, this is for Tom especially, I put out a message to, uh, to uh, Gomi, Stephen Michael Quezada. So Stephen, um, take that message and, and get a message to Vince Gilligan to get back to uh, me, George, or Tom on uh, maybe getting them on your show. Um, uh, and uh, George, the, um, I think I have some ammunition for you for your, uh, whether there is something after death or not. Um, one argument that I use is that the, the human mind presently cannot even comprehend the, the physical environment that it lives in uh, in terms of the, uh, the context and the immensity of the physical universe. And so if the, if the humans cannot comprehend that, by definition, they cannot comprehend uh, something even more immense, which is the question of whether there is or isn't life after death. So you have that point. one. And then um, the, uh, your, uh, uh, oh, oh, also, I have something else in common with you, Leonard. What you said, it was funny what you said about, uh, about Hitler, because I, I had said the exact same thing. Uh, my, my father was a child refugee out of wartime, World War II, uh, Germany, to South America, and then to the United States. And uh, I was in a, in a uh, debate uh, with discussion with, in a public forum with a woman who was uh, a generation older than me and, and spoke with a, with a Dutch accent, or possibly Danish. And, she, and I, I had made a comment referencing Hitler, and she said to me, what do you know about Hitler? And I, and I, and I, and I responded to her exactly what you said. I said, if, if it hadn't been for Hitler, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be alive. Uh, not that he was a good, it was a good thing that he was around, but he, he caused the chain of events that caused me, just like what you had said. And then... Uh, comprehend. Of, uh, go ahead, I'm sorry? Hard to comprehend, I said, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. 
And speaking of uh, uh, bottoms up, um, you had said that Oxford was a, a party school where everybody there was a goof off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, uh, Bill Clinton went to Oxford, didn't he? Uh, I think he, he had a. Um, I don't know if he went there. Or he had a a, a, a fellowship there. Um, um, not a Fulbright. Uh, yeah, I'm forgetting the kind. Of, was he a Fulbright scholar? Uh, no, it was um, a different a, a different one. But yeah, I think we'll he had a, a fellowship there for a year. Yeah. Check that out. It's, my 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 poor mind is uh, blanking on it now. Um, Thanks, David. Appreciate it. Let's go to Brian in Indianapolis. Hello, Brian. Welcome to the program. <laughs> hey, George. I'm living life large, aren't I? Talking to you guys every night. You love it. I know it. Hey, uh, I got. I have. I heard this story on the radio about these these uh, researchers from the Moscow Institute of Physics and Technology that they invented. They they said they defied the second law of thermodynamics. Now, trust me, I have no idea what I'm saying. Okay, but I'm just curious you. I know about this. Right. It, so. They said they created a rudimentary quantum computer that consists of qubits that made time go reverse just only for a few fractions of a second. Do you think that they'll ever get, the scientific community will ever get their research right to create a time machine? Well, so that, okay, well, we don't want to talk about that for too long, but, you know, uh, there's a funny thing that the laws of physics are reversible in time, so... Uh, they go the same laws going backwards in time or forwards, and yet in life you can see uh, there's an arrow of time, right? Because you, you see smoke coming out of a, of a of a chimney, and you know that it's not. If you saw smoke gathering down into the chimney, that would be weird, right? So that's the second law of thermodynamics. It says on a statistical basis, uh, things are getting more disordered, and that would be because presumably the universe started out in a very ordered state, and it's it's now then uh, the laws of statistics tell you it will tend toward disorder. So what these uh, researchers did was they they did it, took a quantum version of that and and they tried to set it up uh, things in a way that 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 the um, a quantum uh, particle like an electron would would seem to go uh, in a more ordered state rather than the other way around. So that's kind of like backwards in time. Uh, will, will physicists ever do that? You know, Stephen did some work and and his friend Kip Thorne, a good friend of his who uh, lives here in L.A. Uh, a former Caltech or a Caltech emeritus professor who got yeah. the Nobel Prize for the uh, for the gravitational waves. He did some papers on that, and they postulated. They seemed to study and show that perhaps if you get near a wormhole, something could you know take you back. Um, it, it seems you know in physics you learn never to say if something's not impossible. You, it's not good to say it won't happen because time and time again people have said that and they were wrong. Let's just say that uh, maybe a thousand years from now, I, it's beyond my powers of my imagination to see. To see that you know happening, maybe except on a, on a, on a you know particle level where it's, it's, it's a little different. But 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 the same thing with teleportation. They've done teleportation of individual particles, but to teleport you and me uh, seems uh, unimaginably far you know into the future. President Bill Clinton, by the way, attended Georgetown University, University College, part of Oxford, so he did go there, and then Yale Law School. But he had a he went there on a he had a, a fellowship there um, a. Um, Oh, my God. Well, whatever. He had a very prestigious fellowship to go there, if I remember. A Rhodes Scholarship. Rhodes Scholarship. Thank you. There you go. You, you see, you wouldn't be able to sleep had you not gotten that. You're right. I would have woke up and, see, that's all those ideas in my head. One of them, it would, that's how you get the ideas. It would have percolated up and popped into my consciousness. And I... <laughs> Harry in Port Huron, Michigan's with us now. Hey, Harry, go ahead. Oh, thanks, guys. Um, I just, uh, what really got to me in, in a good way, Leonard, what you said tonight about uh, Stephen Hawking. Of course, you know him better than most people, knew him better than most people, and I've always thought um, if I couldn't speak, if I couldn't talk to anybody, I'd, I'm going to be honest, I, I wouldn't want to be here. But 
he defied that. And um, you know him better than most people. Um, how in the world could a man who couldn't speak, I have, he, his attitude was incredible. I mean, he was well, just incredible. He, he had, a, he had a, a tremendous personality and a great resilience. And, um, he had magic. I have to say that when he first, um, so he, he stopped being able to speak when he had a, um, a problems breathing and they had to, um, um, they had to make an opening in his bottom of his throat for him to breathe through. It made what's called a stoma there so that he, he could breathe through that because he, he got so ill that he could no longer breathe. And that once you get that, you can't talk anymore. So until then, he could speak in a way that few people could understand, but he had his translators who would translate for him. And between that and when he got his computer, which, you know, his famous computer voice that he would, he would type out and yeah. he would speak for him, uh, I think it was about a year or so. And he was he was terribly depressed in that time, and, and I don't know, you know, how his... Um, you know, um, psyche would have uh, thrived if he hadn't been able to get hooked up with the computer. Voice. Oh, I think that changed his life, didn't it? It definitely did. And, you know, he was then, he would be able to, people would point to letters on the card, and uh, he would blink, you know, to pick them. It was, you know, much, much slower and, and tedious. But I think that really saved his life when he was um, attached to that, um, you know, machine that allowed him to, um, even though it was slow, it was about, at least when I knew him, six words a minute, uh, still it was uh, much faster than the other way, and he could, you know, and he had also some canned things that he could have said, you know, like, you know, move me up in the chair and things yeah. like that. So but I think that saved his life. Because I think you're right. If, if he really couldn't have communicated, it would have just been too too depressing, and he would have probably just passed on from, you know, depression and not really wanting to, to live anymore. But then he did get that, and that really saved him. When you wrote the bestseller with Stephen Hawking, The Grand Design, how did he contribute with you? I mean, how did he physically write some oh, of the well, book we, Yeah, we, I, we both, I mean, Every word was both of ours. I, I mean, we would split it up. We, we decided what the structure should be. We split up different sections. He would write, I would write. So we would write our own sections, then we would trade them. Um, we would email them, and then we would also meet quite a bit. He come, he, I was on the faculty at Caltech at the time, and he came to Caltech for about a month, a year. Oh, I bet they loved that, didn't they? Oh, they did, and they were good to him, too, and he loved being there, and it was a, it was a win-win. And um, So we would work together there, and then I would go to Cambridge and work with him there, just sit at his elbow, and uh, we would go over you know, what we had uh, read of the other person and, and, and endlessly argue about it, and usually he would win. And he was usually right, so, you know, or maybe always. You know, he, he, he had a good sense of uh, what to say. But sometimes, you know, I'll tell you one. We said in the book, uh, basically, philosophy is dead, okay? We took a lot of flack for that. Uh, I, what, we, what we really meant, and if you take it in context, what we were saying was philosophy arose as a way to understand the natural world, but there were other things that philosophy treats, like ethics, morality, and, or the philosophy of mathematics, or all kinds of different applications of philosophy, but as a way to understand the natural physical world. Uh, ever since Newton, we've had science instead of philosophy, right? So that's what we meant. And I said, well, why don't we say it, you know, qualify it and say as a way of understanding the physical world, philosophy is dead. And, and we argued back and forth. And I said, well, you know, he just said, Leonard, your way has no punch. <laughs> <laughs> so we said it the other way and got, you know, tremendously pissed off a lot of people. <laughs> but, you know, it did have punch, and we got punched, but he didn't care. It was fine. And, you know, it's always good when people talk about your book. So, but, you know, if you read it, if you read the paragraph, you would see under what, what we really meant by that. Exactly. People tend to take the sentence out of context and make a big thing about it. Let's go to Kay in the state of Washington. Hey, Kay, thanks for calling. Good evening, gentlemen. Hi. I am having... Um a wonderful experience in life in regards to um, a specific fractal, almost kaleidoscope-type blindness since birth. 
And um, I have to say that in terms of uh, people who have alt abilities, uh, that there is some specific underlying quantum door that opens that most people don't understand. And that's something that I wanted to um, present in terms of um, why scientists who generally aren't alt able for the most part, like Mr. Hawking was, are um, indelibly motivated by the unknown and why the CERN or the Hadron Collider is such a pivotal aspect of understanding in terms of people without all tables coming to an understanding of quantum levels. And, and that God particle that I believe personally is within us all. It's a, it's a creative creationary continuum. So what is Leonard's view? Um, Leonard, if you could expound right, on that. Just a few minutes left, Leonard. Go ahead, sir. Well, uh, the God particle in, in the Higgs boson, right? Higgs boson, exactly, is is the uh, particle that gives every other particle its mass. So, in the theory, it just turns out that that you can't have particles with mass, but they obtain the mass in a dynamical way through interacting with this particle. It's really a misnomer to call it the God particle, but I agree with you that for those who uh, believe in God, God is within all, each of us, right? And it's, it's a silly name, the God particle. I'm not sure where it came from, but the, but at the LHC is where they found it. And and that was the one triumph of the LHC. It was it was really the last major prediction of what we call the standard model, which which is the theory of all forces of nature other than gravity. And it's had you know it was developed in the late sixties, early seventies, and it's had tremendous predictions that have come true um, time after time again. Uh, you know things that were just mathematics, and then you test it and you say no, it's real. And that was really the last one. Now, in the sense, the LHC that was also a big disappointment to physicists because. Uh, First of all, everyone expected that the standard model is true. It would have been more exciting if they didn't find it and it wasn't true. But, okay, now we have the model that we've had for 30, 40 years, and we find out that, okay, it's, it's definitely true. We don't like it. It's kind of an ugly mathematical model, but uh, we have it and it works. So, um, But the LHC was they were hoping to see other things, like Stephen, Stephen was hoping they would find mini black holes, which... Um, they did not. They did not. They did not. And, and, you know, people were hoping for supersymmetry, which would be evidence of string theory. They didn't find that, and... You know, they're going to keep going with it and make it more powerful and see what they find in the future. And Maybe one day, Leonard, they will. We are out of time. Leonard, thank you again for being on the program. Do keep in touch with us. You're one of our favorite guests. Up next, Handsome Johnny, the life and death of Johnny Roselli. One of the perks of being a coast.